Hey everyone, welcome back to Leadership Unveiled. My name is Kayla Fahey Arndt, and we are back with day three of the 12 Days of Leadership. So I'm pumped. Today we're gonna be talking about how to get an exceptional performance appraisal and how to set your direct reports or the people you lead up for success to get an exceptional review as well. But before we dive in, a few housekeeping things. If you missed the first few episodes, the first two episodes, don't fret, no worries. You can catch them wherever you listen to podcasts on the podcast app that you're listening on currently. Also in the show notes, I have a link to my website and uh, under podcasts, you can find all of the episodes archived. So it's like a little mini course that you can go back to whenever you'd like. If you are watching on YouTube, and I highly suggest you all get over to my YouTube channel. I'm trying to grow to 1,000 subscribers by the end of December. It, it would be a very large goal. I think the most subscribers I've ever gained in a month was about 70 something. And uh, I need about 200. I think I'm at 800 subscribers right now. So help me out. Go to my YouTube and subscribe. Um, you can find me at youtube.com slash at Kayla Fahey Arndt. I'll also put that in the show notes. Um, but if you are already on YouTube, thank you. There is a podcast. Um, there is a playlist for the 12 Days of Leadership. So go check that out. Everything's there for you. Um, so today's topic, talking about performance appraisals. Now, I do dive in to performance appraisals and goal setting a little bit in my course, Career Kickstart course. And sneak peek, I have an announcement to make at the last uh, some of the last few days of the 12 days of leadership. The course is currently paused because I've been looking for a new place to host it. So I've had difficulty with the different membership um, sites that I've used and I think I figured it out. So I've been doing some of my own personal and professional development and I've been taking some courses. If you've ever checked out Louise Henry, just go there, go to her YouTube right now. She's awesome, an amazing, wonderful human. She lived in Bali for a while and like worked next to the ocean, like goals, <laughs> right? Like goals. So she taught a course on how to set up like a digital offering. And so I'm transitioning to the site that she uses for that. So I'm very excited. So anyways, without further ado, just wanted to let you know about that. Let's talk about performance appraisals. So let's set you up for success and your people up for success. So typically in an organization, you are appraised on specific goals that you've defined and set. And it's interesting because I don't know if you've been in this situation, I've definitely been in it, where I go throughout the year, I'm doing many, many things. I actually have a board where I put all my sticky notes once I complete a big project or task. And I was looking at it um, the other day and I was like, wow, that's a lot of things. We forget throughout the year all of the things that we've done and we don't give ourselves enough credit. So by the time it comes to performance review time, if you don't have goals defined, you know, you can go throughout the year and then at the end of the year, you're like, what did I do? Which is so absurd because I know if you're listening, you are a high achiever, you are just crushing it, you are doing everything, giving your all, and <laughs> there's a lot that you did. So we need to make sure that we give ourselves credit and your people get give themselves credit uh, for their goals. So I'm going to help you in two scenarios. The first one is if you haven't set any goals yet and you're coming up on the end of the year and you're thinking, I wonder like how I'm going to be appraised. Don't worry, I've got you. The second way I'm going to talk about is a more proactive and preferred way of setting goals for your review. And, and, and we'll go over that in detail. So first of all, 
if you're sitting here and you're like, Kayla, I've kind of sort of defined my goals or I have an idea, but I haven't really laid them out. Like, oh my gosh. Or, oh, I did a ton of things this year. I, I can't even name one of them right now. You're in that panic mode. No worries. So what I want you to do is think about what were the major projects or contributions you had throughout the year? And if you are like sitting here and you're like, I literally don't know, a good place to go is your calendar for work. Because more than likely you had meetings on there, maybe you scheduled work time to work on things. Like literally go through each month and look at like what you were working on. This is a great tool that I use. Um, I actually just used it to figure out when I had continuing education credits because I didn't write any of them down. So I was like, oh yeah, they're meeting, they're calendar invitations that I can go back and look. So if you're freaking out and you're like, I don't know, I don't know what I should put my goals on, look at your calendar and you'll probably find that you've spent a disproportional amount of time on bigger projects, right? You're, there's more to do. And so those are probably things that should stand out to you like, oh yeah, th that's where my biggest, um, most impactful contribution was this year. So jot those down. Um, I would say you should probably have at least three goals, uh, maybe five. My organization has up to five. I'd say three is really healthy. One or two would be maybe if you're like a frontline staff member and the goal of your work is to really just perform well on a day-to-day -day basis. But if you're a leader, your goal is probably going to have be you're going to have different goals in different buckets of the business. So I would suggest at least three goals for leaders and uh, up to five. Like you don't want to have too many. So once you've pulled out those bigger buckets, now we want to use the framework, the SMART goal framework. I'm sure you all have heard this. You're like beaten to death with it. You're like, I, we know what SMART is. But in case you don't know or you need a refresher, I got you. No problem. So SMART is an acronym for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So essentially, specific is like, what exactly are you going to set a goal around? So it can't just be like, oh, we want to do well this year. It has to be like in this one area, this focus area, for example. Measurable is how can you measure the goal? And sometimes we struggle with this because sometimes goals tend to be more qualitative versus quantitative. So your goal might be increase, let's say, Maybe your goal is employee retention. Maintain or let's say decrease employee turnover by 5% this year, right? 5% is what you're going to measure. So that requires you to know like what's your total amount of folks that you have work, how many people left. So that assumes that you have enough data to give it a, like a quantitative value. If you have that, great. If you don't, you might think about a more qualitative goal, which is more like, um, oh, I have one. So we were very short staffed for a while, for example. So one of my goals this year was to ensure business continuity of my department. So without people, I can't carry out my services. So my goal was more like, did we stay open or did we close, right? That's very qualitative. It's, it's a yes or no. I could have said I want to remain open X percent, but I didn't want to go there because I never wanted it closed, right? So I, I didn't, I could have said, you know, if it had been acceptable for me to like 
divert services or so, or something like that. I could have said something like divert services less, less than 5%, for example, but I didn't. I just said, keep, keep the services operational. So there were many things I did throughout the year that I can measure to say, I did this, here's this milestone, et cetera. And that really helped us prevent us from closing. So the measure is, did we close? Yes or no? Achievable. Achievable is really like, is this realistic? As leaders, we're we can be optimists sometimes, right? And we're like, we're gonna we're gonna get this entire thing done in a whole year when maybe it really takes longer. So I want to tell you a funny story I heard. It was on a podcast I mentioned it the other day, um, coaching for leaders by Dave Dave Stahoviak, and he had a guest on that was talking about how we're terrible at estimating how long things take us to do, <laughs> right? Like we're um, very optimistic. So the story was, um, an example this person brought was, so there's a leader, he wanted to learn how to do a yoga headstand, right? So if you were to guess, like how long would it take you to practice to be able to do a yoga headstand? And so like, I don't know, go ahead and guess, right? So the example that was given on this show was that this person guessed like, I don't know, like after two weeks of practice, I could probably do it, right? Well, in actuality, it takes people six months to be able to do and master a yoga headstand, like six months. So this person was talking about how we were like 12 fold off of what actually the time actually needed to be able to accomplish this goal. And so when we um, are thinking about like how much time we have to pursue a goal in the year, be sure that you're being realistic with that. Um, Or maybe it's like you want to think about the political climate of your workplace. So more thinking like, okay, I maybe your goal is about getting funding for a certain project. Well, if you're operating in a negative cost expense margin or let's say the organization has just announced like a big change with how the funding process is going, would it be realistic for you to try to request funds in that environment? Probably not. So you definitely want to think about timing, the climate of the organization, is there interest in it? Um, Are people motivated? Is there something that's motivating people to be interested in this topic? If not, it might be something to think about for later. Relevant kind of similar is like, is this aligned with the mission, vision, values of the organization? Is it related to the work you're already doing? Is aligned with what you care about, what you're passionate about? Because remember, these are goals that you're going to have to be working on all year. And if you're like, oh, (laughs) every time you look at your goals, you're like, oh, (laughs) I, I just can't. Like, it's probably not a good goal to have. So Is it relevant to your team? Is it going to move the team forward, help you in some way, help the team in some way, help the greater like organization or system in a a way that's positive? And is the climate right for it? Um, Does it make sense with all the other activities you're working on? There might be an amazing project that would be awesome, but right now our focus is kind of over in this bucket, right? But your goal is over here in another bucket. Like maybe it would be hard to be in two different spaces in one year. I'm just kind of making this up, but some food for thought. And the last letter T for time bound is you really want to set a time frame on this. So really good goals are um, kind of say, okay, here's the boundary and the limits of the scope of this goal. So a lot of times I'll see people who have goals for, let's say 2022 goals, they'll have 
like in our software that we use at my organization, it'll say like your goal starts on the first of the year and ends on the end, the last day of the year. So people just say this year, I'm going to do this. Well, I find that a lot of times if there is no physical deadline or actual deadline during the year, people will just like wait till the end of the year to consider work on or think about that goal. So I love it when you can pick like a specific date on the calendar and then you can use that date to work backward to like formulate milestones or things you're going to accomplish throughout the year to ultimately meet that end goal. So I would implore you to set a realistic deadline. And the cool thing about that is if you don't pick December 31st, you give yourself extra time to back that goal timeline up. So for example, maybe you're like, okay, I want goal live to be July 1st. And if possible, if you don't meet July 1st, you could always switch up your goal and say, okay, that was wasn't quite realistic. We need another month. New goal is August 30, August 1st or August 31st, right? So it gives you room instead of at the end of the year, you know, you're writing up your review and you're like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't meet the goal because I didn't give myself enough time to, to really achieve it. So make sure your goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. So now that you've looked at your calendar, you're like, oh yeah, I did those things. Make sure you write your goals out. The next thing I want you to do is think about milestones. So for example, I worked on a big computer software upgrade this year and I had a timeline for go live. So I'm just using all of the little timelines I had set for all of the activities that my team members did as like, these are the milestones we met in order to accomplish that goal. So even just have little bullet points of like, okay, on February, you know, second, I did this. And if you can't quite remember the exact date, just say this month here, this month here, kind of group it by month. That way you you go through your emails or your calendar and really get clear on, okay, when did I do what activities? And you're going to surprise yourself because you're going to be like, oh yeah, I did so many things. Like I forgot because in the moment they're like little things or they're just burdensome things like that have to get done but small changes add up to really big accomplishments. So those are things that you wanna be able to say, like celebrate when we talk about how you're gonna write your self-assessment. So that's coming next. So make sure you write milestones out, key dates. The next thing I want you to write out in bullet points is um, your learnings or wins you had. So this is kind of more of a reflection step, but as you're going through and you're looking at, oh, these are the activities, your mind's probably going to be jogged and you're going to think, oh yeah, when I worked with this person, I, I learned this new skill or they taught me about this new process or I realized I had a gap in knowledge. And so just make quick notes of those things as those like milestones um, jog your memory because that's going to be so helpful, like I said, as we're writing up your assessment. And do include wins, right? Like if something um, was done early compared to when you had planned it was going to be done, make note of that. Or maybe you saved some money along the way because you didn't have to, you avoided an extra cost or you had a cost saving somewhere. So things like that, um, I would include for sure in that bullet point. Okay, so now you have your your big um, buckets of goals, you have them written out in smart um, format, you've talked about uh, milestones and key dates, you've also written down your learnings and your big wins. 
Now I want you to make a little section of like things that you remember being hard, like barriers that came along and maybe some things that you wish had gone differently. And this is without shame, but it's just like, oh yeah, I remember this was hard. I would totally do it differently now. Or I remember this is a question that came up afterwards that, oh, I did not anticipate. Write those things down um, because this is the where during your review, you're going to talk about like, okay, here's what I didn't anticipate anticipate, but here's what I learned. And a good leader is going to see that and be like, rock star. Like self-reflection, reflecting after the fact is awesome. When we are moving in such fast pace in the workplace, we tend to move from project to project and we're like, okay, done. And we brush our hands of it and we move to the next thing. We do want to pause to consider what can we learn so then we can avoid that in the future, you know, avoid making the same mistake and implement in the future. Now that you have this information, I want you to have a conversation with your leader and I want you to, excuse me, talk with them and say, hey, here are the goals that I have for this year based on the things that I've already done. What do you think about these? Are these... what? What, are these what you would expect to see? Is there anything missing that you think I should have right now in this goal list that I don't have? Are any of these goals things that you think are not appropriate? And have a conversation and they're gonna be impressed. They're gonna be like, wow, you took the time to think about your performance throughout the year. You've written your goals in smart format or at least sort of in cohesive sentences. You have bullet points of the milestones, bullet points of the wins, the learnings, the self-reflections, and bullet points of what could have gone better. So this is going to be a talking point for you and your leader to make sure that they can help you refine these goals and then ask them, okay, based on what you're seeing here today, do you think our review conversation is going to go well? You should never be surprised when you get to a goal conversation about how things went. Like you should already be aware of what's going to be said at the review. So this is a really good opportunity before you have that conversation to say, you know, is there anything else I can do now before um, we have this review to have a wonderful review and ex- and be specific? Say, you know, will I achieve in these areas? Will I exceed? Uh, will I have an exceptional rating? Am I below in any of these areas? Um, and maybe part of it is just you have the wrong goals. Maybe your boss sees an other opportunity where you really shined this year and says, give yourself credit for that. You should add this. Um, I'll give you guys an example. I was meeting with my leader last week talking through my goals and I had um, like onboarding new leaders, but I hadn't, I was like, "Uh, maybe I don't need this as a goal. Like that's kind of my job. Right. And she's like, Kayla, you had, you onboarded like three new people all in like the same month. Like that's huge. Give yourself credit for it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess. But it's something that I had to do. I wanted to do and it excited me. So in the moment, it was just like my job. But she's like, give yourself credit for that. I want to talk to you about that in your review. I'm like, great, I can do that. I can add another goal that's going to prop me up at the end of the year. So So that's what I would do if you have not thought about your goals or only partially thought about them and you're like, am I ready or not for next year? Okay, so now we're gonna switch into proactive mode and this is gonna be for you or for your direct report. And let me just say, what I just talked about, 
you can use that same framework for your direct reports. Anybody that you're leading who you haven't worked with them on their goals yet this year or they haven't set goals yet. So you can go back and say, hey, I know we did not have a structured goal conversation throughout the year or we talked about it a little bit. We really didn't get to sit down and have our goal conversation. Let's do it right now together. And then you ask them these questions like, hey, what projects did you work on? Or I know you worked on this project this year. Go back in their calendar with them. Ask them to do that with you on the phone and call out the different buckets and then help them think of the various milestones. And if there are things you remember specifically, like call that out like, oh, you know what? You worked really well on this team this year. I'm really proud to have watched you grown, and I think you should be proud of yourself for all these accomplishments. Why don't you give yourself credit? So see how I'm saying is you can coach yourself, but then also, and I'm coaching you, right? But you can coach your lead, your folks that you lead in the same process if you're at the end of the year and you're like, yeah, we didn't really talk about goals this year, or we did, but it wasn't very structured. All right, now let's switch modes to proactive mode and talk about how I would prefer things to go. So proactively, what you can do is use a yearly roadmap. So I'm gonna show you this. If you're on YouTube, I'm showing it on video. So this is the yearly roadmap. I don't know if you guys can see it. There we go. Um, I have it on my website. I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast. And if you want to take a look at it, but this is a template that I sell in my leader standard workbook. It's called a yearly roadmap. So it has a, I'll show it again. I don't know if you can see it with the lighting, but it has a spot for the project along the left-hand side column. And then across the top are the months of the year. And then there's just many spaces for different projects and it has the boxes for each project. Essentially what you would wanna do is, you can see it on this version if you're on YouTube. Here we go, I'm not good at looking at myself backwards in the computer. But I have X's here for when I'm doing different launches for my business. You would have the same thing for your work goals and say, okay, let me take a look at next year. What do I think I have going on, okay? So for me, for my workplace, if I just brainstorm right now, I know that I might be putting new equipment at different sites. I know that I might be working to negotiate a new contract agreement. I know that I might be um, building out a new site for a different department. I know that I wanna work on improving our turnaround times for all the different site blood banks, for example. So I know that I have those goals in mind. Then I wanna think about if any of these projects have um, months or deadlines. So for example, let's say I knew when the contract needed to be negotiated, I could say like, this is when I want that goal to be complete, right? So then that says, okay, if that is one of my goals, it would be renegotiate a specific contract by this day. So have this contract signed by this day. And um, that helps me create a smart goal to then to which I can create milestones that I hope to ha- happen by backing up from the goal. So let's say the deadline was August 1st. I would then say, okay, hopefully I know I need to, let's say, send this contract for review for finance to finance and let's give myself a two month buffer to allow time for questions or anything that might come up that I don't expect. So now we're looking at like June, right? So then, okay, I have 
XYZ I need by June. So I need the contract language finalized. Okay, great. So that means I need to have meetings with all the stakeholders so that the contract can be redlined or basically reviewed. And then so you can see how then I would be like, okay, now I need to schedule meetings. So there's all these ways to break your goals into small different action items or milestones. And this doesn't mean that you have to have a full, fully flushed plan on January 1st. It just means like have an idea. So it'd be wonderful for me to just even have like the topic of the goal thought of as I'm leaning, starting the beginning of the year. Like I think I'm negotiating a contract this year. Here's where when it's due. That's a wonderful start. And then throughout the year, you want to start documenting those milestones. But the more frame of your framework you can have ahead of time, the more likely I think you're going to be able to accomplish your goal. Because if you can see where you're going, if you have a vision, it's much easier to chart the course and like figure out the details on your way there rather than if you don't know where you're going, right? Like, so say you get in a car and you're like, oh, drive to to the school and you've never been there before. So you're like, I'm just going to wing it. Uh, I don't know the address. I don't know where it is. I know it's like kind of over there, (laughs) right? Well, maybe if you actually knew the address, you could type it in your phone and and you'd be able to navigate. And if the road was closed here, you could probably figure out how to go around the block and get to the goal anyways, right? So like I said, if you can have as much defined up front, it's gonna be so much easier for you to complete your goal. So do this for yourself, do this with your direct reports, like have a really awesome meeting with your team at the beginning of the year, like, hey guys, what's our vision for the year? And what do we think's on the docket? Like what are the projects you're hoping to achieve? What are the things you know other people um, that work with us, like our stakeholders want from us this year? And that's how you begin to figure out what goals you have. So the cool thing about the yearly roadmap is you can list like everything, like pie in the sky, like all of your favorite things here, but then you can start going through and being like, all right, what's realistic? So I can't do 10 10 different goals this year. I really, really need to keep it narrow. So let's pick three and, you know, by proxy, you know, when you make changes or improvements or you hit goals in one area, usually that elevates other areas. So it'll show you like, oh yeah, because we improved our turnaround times here, we were able to um, hire more staff or we were able to create efficiencies with our equipment or we could do other cool projects, right? So it does kind of open things up for you throughout the year to be able to pivot, change, and maybe hit some of the other goals that maybe you didn't know if you could get to. So that would be what I would do at the beginning of the year to really get going on creating goals for the year. Now, After you've created your roadmap, what I would do is set up regular check-ins for you and your direct report or for you and your leader, depending on if it's for you or person that you're leading. So I always talk about one-on-ones. I like weekly one-on-ones. I would say for you, check in on your goals monthly for you and your leader or you and your direct report. Quarterly is pretty good. But really, if you think about it, quarterly, if you only meet four times a year and say, like you don't meet right away, that means you could be meeting really late into performance review into the year. So almost two performance review season. So I would say you should definitely be checking in with your direct report every time you meet on the milestones and the things that are going to help them achieve these goals, but really touch base in depth more like the monthly or the quarterly cadence to make sure that you are making sure they are on track 
And same thing for yourself. Check in with yourself regularly and bring it up to your leader um, regularly so they know where you're at. Um, the great, a great thing to do during one-on-ones is ask, do you have any barriers that I can help you with regarding this project or this milestone that you're trying to achieve? And same thing, ask the question for your direct reports. Are there any barriers that you have that I can help you with? Escalate things to your leader if you need help. Do not be afraid because at the end of the day, you will be reviewed on these things and usually your performance appraisal impacts how much money you get paid or any raise or promotions that you're eligible for throughout the year. So that's, I should have said that at the beginning of the meeting, but that is one huge reason to be very intentional about your goals is because in order to keep making more money or being promoted or given more responsibility, more autonomy and more trust, you have to achieve and exceed your goals, right? So this is a huge piece of why we want to be proactive with this, or at least set ourselves up for success or our folks up for success, you know, after the fact, after we've really accomplished some wonderful things. Ah, the last thing I want to say is, it's really important to do this self-reflection piece. And that was what I was talking about earlier. So there's two ways to do this. So the biggest, the most impactful thing you can do is show your leader that you've learned and reflected on your um, progress and that you're being realistic about how you think they should rate you. So like, for example, at my work, we always get asked to tell our leader how we think we'd rate ourselves, right? So we have to be honest, right? Like, did I really give an exceptional experience here or was it just achieve? And is achieve good enough in this case? Did I exceed in three of my goals and I achieved in one? That's great, right? And so I already had you list off your um, kind of the amazing wins that you had, the milestones you did, the dates, though, like I said, the wins, but then also what could have gone better? What was a barrier for you? What did you learn and what can you do differently next time? So take that information and put it in like paragraph form or bulleted form for each of your goals and give that to your leader ahead of your review. Because here's the thing, leaders have, it's tough. If you've ever done reviews, it can be tough. I know I'm not going to remember every task that my person that I'm leading, my direct report did throughout the year. So you make my job so much easier. You make it easy for me to give you a wonderful review. If you hand me something that says, hey boss, like this is how awesome I was this year. Here's what I learned. Here's how I could do better. I'm like, thank you. And it'll be easy for me to write that review. It will be easy for me to give you an exceptional or exceeds or achieve. And it'll be easy for you to get that promotion. If you don't provide any self-reflection, that might be hard, harder for you and for the leader as you're going to have to have that conversation during the review um, if, if you don't meet outside of that to prep ahead of time, which means you could you know, be in that meeting and your boss could say, well, I actually think that you just achieved in this area and it wasn't exceeds. You might be caught off guard and then be like, what? <laughs> you never want to be surprised. Um, you never want to feel like you don't know what your review is going to be before you get it. And kind of on the flip side too, as leaders, 
it can be tough because we're we're trying to balance being fair, being honest, making sure we've been giving you feedback throughout the year. And we never want to make you super uncomfortable either because that makes us uncomfortable. We want to create a safe space for you to feel like we can have a really wonderful, productive conversation that can really propel you forward for the next year and actually also improve your leader's coaching skills in the next year. So we don't want to create an uncomfortable situation. So if you provide a self-reflection, like, man, you are almost guaranteed a wonderful, wonderful review for the year. Um, So make sure you do that. But the second piece I wanted to offer was if you can do a personal mid-year reflection, it's not something you have to give to your boss, something that you keep, then you can pivot and change mid-year rather than at the end of the year, like, oh, there were a few things I could have done differently. So the reason that I say this is because it gets so easy to get all the way to December and we're like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, if you're here and you're like, oh my gosh, I could have pivoted. Let this be something that you do differently next year. You can even bring that up in your review. I wish I would have checked in on my goals sooner, right? And so the best time to do this is now in December for next year or in January because Typically, not as much as going on at the end of the year with holidays and the new year starting off kind of slow. So set your whole year up. Put calendar meetings on your schedule, on your calendar for like June to look at your goals. Like set up times for you to do self-reflection. Make sure you time block weekly or monthly space to think about your goal. Is it still relevant? Is it still achievable? And if not, escalate that to your leader. All right, everybody, I hope that helped you really prepare yourself for an exceptional rating for this year and also help you prepare your direct reports for an awesome rating. Whether you haven't talked about goals at all this year, which I get it, or if you're gonna start fresh next year and get super motivated and ahead of the game to make sure you just rock it because it leads to more money, promotions, extra responsibility, more autonomy, and greater trust with your leader, which is all around what you want to have a really successful career. All right, everybody, take care. Make sure to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and give a rating and review if you enjoyed it. And I will see you back here for day four of the 12 Days of Leadership. Take care.